is going on? And welcome, everybody, to the special edition of Union Match. That is because we are talking about the Eastern Conference Damn Finals, ladies and gentlemen. We're back here where we were last season. The hopes and the aspirations is that this club moves on past this. Listen, we're going to talk about the storyline, and we all know what the storyline is. But this matchup is so exciting. This is MLS fucking soccer. Two sides that hate each other. Two opposite styles of soccer. So much of the Eastern Conference supremacy over the past couple seasons being played out on Sunday night. And yes, the MLS gave us the night game. Sunday night football against a team that we hate the most. So I'm excited to talk about some Eastern Conference finals. We're also going to talk about some of the award allocations that, again... Not really sure if I agree with, so we'll be discussing it all. But I want to formally welcome everybody to today's Union Match Preview. Of course, I'm your host, El Parcero Philly. Of course, this is the special edition of Union Match Preview because it's the Eastern Conference Finals edition of this bad boy. I do want to welcome everyone from Facebook. We have YouTube, Twitter, of course, we have DSM Media as well. So welcome everybody to today's Union Match Preview. Uh, right now, we do have the comment section available. So if you guys want to drop your comments, questions, or concerns, in the comment section, please do drop those in there. And then, of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to come on in the show and discuss with us anything that's on your mind about Sunday, you want to talk about the Western Conference Finals, de please definitely come on in and be a part. And let's hear what you guys have to say. Let's hear your predictions as well, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, today's uh, Union Match Preview is sponsored by La Terrain Watches. If you folks are in the market for a brand new watch, consider checking out La Terrain Watches. High-quality watches at a bargain price. Right now, when you head on over to the checkout page and use my promo code PARCETOPHILLY, you'll receive 10% off of your purchase of a Lotterade watch. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of year. It's fall time. We're heading into winter. A great watch with that outfit, with the Pico, with the sweater, turtleneck, you name it, is a great addition. So, guys, do yourself a salad and get yourself one of these Lotterade watches and get yourself the 10% uh, off, guys. It's, it's, a, it's a great discount. It's definitely a great discount. Um, I want to start off today. Listen, I, I do I do want to do my due diligence. I am a Philadelphia, and I would like to wish everyone who does celebrate this year a happy World Series opening day. Of course, our Philadelphia Phillies, our Philadelphia baseball team will be playing, playing in their own championship. Game one starts tonight. Of course, you can come on here to this YouTube channel after if you want to hang out and discuss about that. We'll have the Phillies World Series Game 1 recap right here on this YouTube channel. That'll start right after Game 1's conclusion, so make sure you guys stay tuned for that. But I did want to wish everyone a happy World Series day. Of course, it's a crazy Philly sports weekend. You have game one tonight, game two tomorrow, alongside with the Sixers and the Flyers. And then on Sunday, you got a one o'clock game for the Birds as they come back from their bye week. And it ends with the Union's Eastern Conference Finals at eight o'clock at night against NYCFC. It's going to be a wild weekend. Obviously, it's Halloween weekend as well. So everyone, please do stay safe. I will be partaking as well in some fun activities with some with some hometown friends tomorrow night. So I do completely get it, but I'm going to keep my pace because obviously Sunday is going to be a very very big day. So I want to be alive and well for that for sure. Be hurting definitely don't want to be, don't want to be like the Phillies after clinching the NLCS. You know that 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 Monday they were definitely definitely feeling. You know who else going to feel it? The Philadelphia Union after they clinched the Eastern Conference. On Monday, well, like Sundays, they'll be feeling it on Monday. Same thing as the Phillies last week. So it'd be crazy. In the span of a week, Philadelphia could have clinched two championship series, the NL and the Eastern Conference of the MLS. It's 
crazy. It, dude, this this time in Philadelphia really is just I I can't really explain. I can't really fathom what we have been going through, but it is truly a special time here in Philadelphia, and I'm excited for it. Um, let me see here. We got Mike. What's up, Mike? Checking on in. This time we have our full squad. That's right. We'll talk about some of the news and notes that happened in, in yesterday's press conference, but that is true. We got beard and knowledge checking on in. Doop, 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 doop. Hey, we got the Atlantic crossover. The only hate, I only hate one team in MLS, and that's NY Human Rights Abusers. Okay. All right. I I don't know what what you're in reference to. I do know about the fascism, but hey, I we appreciate that. We don't like NY here. Definitely do not. I only hate one team in baseball, and Philly got a chance to beat them as well. Damn straight, Atlanta crossover. Damn freaking straight. We're hoping for two parades here in Philadelphia. That is the goal. That is the goal, and we shall see. All right, so before we get into the matchup, um, I do want to talk about the awards that were announced this past week. We had a couple of them awarded. Uh, you had uh, Thiago Almada named the newcomer of the year. Congratulations to Thiago Almada. Very curious what's going to happen in Atlanta, to be honest with you guys. Obviously, you guys saw Jose Martinez more than likely. The reports from The Athletic, he will not be returning to Atlanta. And there is actually heavy rumors that he could be going to rival Charlotte, which would really make it interesting and add a whole different look outlook at the southern region of, of this country when it comes to soccer. Uh, you know, that would really bring so much tea to the offseason if Yosef jumps ships uh, with uh, from Atlanta to Charlotte. That would be like the Pancake Poppy move, right? <laughs> Shouts to Pancake Poppy, a great friend of ours. Uh, but that was very interesting. Of course, as a Union fan, I would love to have Yosef Martinez here as a as a part of the, the forward rotation. But we'll see what happens. But that definitely was a big news. Um, but the Shiggy Schmidt, uh, the Coach of the Year Award was announced this week. And of course, our coach, Coach Curtin, announced by Jay Wright, of course, was awarded again Coach of the Year for the second time in three seasons. Congratulations, Jim. I mean, flat out, you know, the job he's done, it's not even this year. The job he's done in his tenure as a union coach is truly imp impeccable. You know, the whole current hashtag curtain call, not a lot of people uh, expected him to last this long. And now you're talking about putting him in the conversation as one of the best managers in our league of all time. And it's crazy that, a, you know, a local boy like this. Uh, who was, you know, a, a MLS center back during the early 2000s. And, you know, you guys know the quality of it. For him to become one of the best American coaches, it's truly remarkable. I, I did. I will say this. I, I was a little bit surprised. I did think that Wilfred Nancy should have won the MLS Coach of the Year simply because of what he's gone through. I mean, you know, Jim, Jim has been going through his trajectory over, I would say, since, you know, 2018. He's slowly become better and better into the point where he's now in a legendary status. But for Wilfred Nancy, he came in to last season as the assistant coach of Montreal. Terry Henry leaves and he gets handed the reins. And in the midst of two seasons, he turned him into an elite squad. I mean, we all know Montreal's history. It's not really that good. I mean, yeah, they had that CCL run a couple seasons ago. But other than that, I mean, really, what have they been able to hang their hat on? But he built a team with a, a, a solidified system that took him to the second seat of the Eastern Conference. I mean, regardless of what happened in the playoffs, the job he's done is truly remarkable. But this award really could have gone either way. And, and obviously, you're not mad that your coach won the coach of the year. Let's be honest here. But I really did think it was Wilfred Nancy. And I think that that is more credit to Jim Curtin because it was a pretty tight race. And, you know, you still had Steve Sharon, who 
also did a solid job in his first season as as a manager at LAFC with all the pressures and getting the job done. So kudos to Jim Curtin. Now, the one that really did not make sense, ladies and gentlemen, was comeback player of the year. So Gonzalo Higuain, in his final season of the MLS, comes away with the comeback player of the year. Now look, flat out, and I'm being 100% honest, I don't understand how he won this award. I really do not understand how Gonzalo Higuain won comeback player of the year. He had the same numbers that he did last year in, in a shorter amount of time. I don't understand how that equates to being the comeback player of the year. Now, you know, Jeremy Abobasi and Kai Kamara were also in that category of uh, comeback player of the year. And this race was honestly pretty tight. But I still don't get how Carranza was not even included as a nominee. No disrespect to any of those guys. But at the end of the day, how's Iguain even considered a comeback player of the year? If Boba C and Kai Kamara deserve to be in there, but Julian Carranza, the man who got replaced by Gonzalo Iguain, leaves Miami, comes to Philly, and destroys anything that Gonzalo has ever done in Miami. I I, I just flat out I I don't I, I just don't get it. I mean, he played thirty minutes. He averaged thirty minutes a game. So if that's the logic, then why don't you give El Sino comeback player of the year in 2019? Honestly, it, it just makes no sense. And to be honest with you guys, all these awards, the like we all made fun of the NBA and the MVP and their and the credentials of how to win the MVP. What is the exact criteria to win the MVP? You know, obviously Gazak gets snubbed. And look, am I am I a little bitter? Of course I'm a little bitter because Gazak got snubbed. Julian Carranza got snubbed. And I'm just thinking to myself, I just want to understand what is the criteria. I think that's really what I just want to know. What is the criteria of these awards? I still don't understand how Gonzalo Higuain went to comeback player of the year. That's really the only one that I do question. Besides the fact that I don't understand how Gazak is not included in the final nominees of the MVP. Gazak should not win MVP this year, but he should be a nominee, a final one. So that's all, MLS, you know. You can reach me. I have a I have a YouTube channel. I have an Instagram account, Twitter account, TikTok account. You let me know. I have an email address too. If you want to let me know, that'd be wonderful. I would truly appreciate, it. and I'm sure that a lot a lot of fans, not just in Philadelphia, would love an appreciate uh, an, an explanation as well. So we'll see what happens. Stay thirsty, my friends. I know, guys, it's not alcoholic. I have discovered sparkling water. Yeah, I was the one who discovered it. Um, it is fantastic. It's it's flavorful, it's 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 delightful, and it's bubbly. There's nothing better than that. <laughs> El Sino is such a classy player. Damn straight Atlantic uh, crossover. I think we're going along very well. Atlantic crossover, absolutely. Uh, look up NYCFC owners and a guy called Ahmad Man Mansoor. Not just fascist in the stands. Oh, okay. I'll I'll definitely give that a read, man. Appreciate that. Uh, MLS is coming to the UK via Apple TV so we can watch it on demand. There you go. Let's go, man. For sure, brother. We still we're still good friends with the with the, our Philadelphia Union UK account. Um, great dude over there. So we love the love of, of the MLS in the UK. Listen, it's just another option, right? It's just another option, especially like you know the beauty of the MLS. You know the one thing about in America, right? The NFL runs this country, and then in the summer. 
when the NFL's in its offseason, a lot of these football fans are looking for that fix, right? So over in, in England and in the UK in general, when the Premier League is done, you have the MLS to watch this summer. And it's a good, it's a good, it's a good, you know, product for when your prem team is out or your championship team or whatever it is you follow over there in Europe. So we're here for you. We're here for you guys. All right. It's still good soccer. It's only getting better. It's just flat out only getting better. Awesome stuff. Uh, nice league to watch that isn't decided by the richest team. Damn straight. Damn straight. You know what's you know what's funny, Atlantic crossover? The teams who spend the most money in this league, for the most part, are the ones that are doing the worst. You know, just money is not going to get the job done here. You need good scouting. You need good development. You know, the hungrier teams with the less known name players are the ones ha who have been the ones who succeeded and they make a name for themselves here. I think it's just the mentality. And you also need to have a system to buy into like this upcoming Eastern conference final. I think it's a great example of what it is to succeed in this league. Both teams needed to take deep looks into themselves and they've been able to set, not only set a culture, set the development up and have been able to succeed that way. And both of them have been very, very similar. I mean, you obviously look at the NYCFC side where they are part of the city group. Um, they did bring in star players in the beginning. You know, David Vija, Andrea Pirlo, um, was at, uh, Frank Lampard was here as well. And that was just a way to put butts in seats. You know, you need to, you need to gain that fan, you know, interaction. You need to create a culture. And that's what they did. And then eventually they uh, decided to sign cheaper players and build a quality team. You know, those early teams, it was fun to watch because David Villa is banging, you know, uh, half-range uh, midfield shots in Chester, Pennsylvania, and that's really fun to watch. And it's also really fun to watch Andrea Pirlo, who's a Vergista, one of the best in Italy, come here and play in Yankee Stadium. And that's all fun and great, but it's not really conducive for winning. And NYCFC finally figured that out. They decided to spend less. They they built around guys like Chano and Collins, Maxi Morales, and Tati Castellano selling Jack Harrison off was big for them as well. And you've seen the team that they have been able to create. That run they went on last year definitely needed a little bit of luck. And Ronnie Dyla definitely delivered for an NYCFC. And now you go into this season and things have changed. And that leads us into today. Eastern Conference Finals, Sunday night, Union versus NYCFC. The rematch of last year, that's going to be the main storyline. We all know what happened. COVID ruined our opportunity of completing what we all thought could have been done. The union had a clear shot of winning the title, but the uncontrollable happened, and that's life. But you also now have the opportunity to control what's in front of you. You had a whole year. You dominated the league. That is, that is the union. They dominated the league this year. They went up against a really tough FC Cincinnati, which, thinking about it more now, I think that was a great first matchup for the union. Because it's a tough team who knows how to beat you on any given night, any given pitch. And they gave you all you could handle for 90 minutes. And you and you survived. doesn't matter how you get it done. You survived. This is the playoffs. There's no style points in the playoffs. The points are out the door. You get the, you get the win and you move on to the next round. And that's what they did. And I think that was big for them. And so it's all about the revenge factor here against NYCFC. Now... Earlier on in the season, we had the two matchups, one in, in Yankee Stadium, surprisingly, and one in Chester, and the Union swept the, swept the rug under NYCFC in the regular season. 
They finally got the win in Yankee Stadium, which was a monumental moment in this club's history, considering the fact that they seriously, in their club's history, almost, was it like almost seven, eight years, they never won in Yankee Stadium. That's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Over 10 appearances there, and they never won. They finally got that off, off their back this year. That was a big one, and it was early on in the season. And it was the early rematch. The, the 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 little taste, the the appetizer, right, for what is now. You met up a little, later on in the season in chapter. And that was a, that was a number one. The bickering, the back and forth. There was some bickering back and forth in the first matchup the season. Second one was even better because it created the birth of the legend of Paul freaking rushing. And Paul Rushing will never have to buy a beer in the Delaware County in Philadelphia ever again because of what he did that night. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of freaking fun. I think he's the only technical, um, what do you call him, athletic trainer, uh, medical staff, first medical staff to ever get carded in an MLS match. Paul, Paul Rushing, ladies and gentlemen, Paul Rushing. But ever since that moment, a lot has changed for NYCFC. Uh, Dyla left, I think, a week or two before that matchup in Chester. And then a couple weeks later, Tati Casianos goes off to Girona in España. And so two of the big, integral pieces of what won in the cup last year now gone. And now we face off against this NYCFC team. It feels a lot like last season. NYCFC, they found a way to get the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference. They destroy Inter-Miami in City Field in another soccer pitch, another baseball field, I should say. Miami, I, Honestly, Miami did shit the bed in that one, but NYCFC kind of showed who they kind of are in that one. It was That win was so much like NYCFC, possessing the ball, the, like, the South American flair that they kind of play with, with that possession and those passes. And then in the next game against Montreal, they are the underdogs playing in Montreal, and they decide to change it up. They're playing more of a low block and just allowing Montreal to do what they need to do. But then on the counterattack, they destroyed them, and that was big. And that kind of leads to what is so intriguing about Nick Cushing. Now, if you don't know anything about Nick Cushing, he's got a, you know, I, I like his resume. You know, he was... The head head manager that the head uh, gaff gaffer right is that what they call it in England the gaffer head gaffer over at Man City Women's uh, Senior Team he had some success comes over to the United States assistant coach under Dyla becomes the head guy after Dyla goes over to was it uh, Scotland or he went over somewhere in Europe um, and he becomes the head guy and he's already shown throughout his short tenure what is the benefit of him because he's very tactically flexible. You know, like I mentioned in the Miami game, heavy possession, the the Montreal game, low block using that counterattack and understanding what is the strength. The strength is the midfield for NYCFC. The amount of creativity in that midfield is really what makes them so dangerous. And considering the fact that there's the, the weak point of this club is that back line. This whole entire year, they've allowed way too many goals. And they got a they 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 suffered a huge blow last week. Maxime Cheneau. He got hurt 14th minute into the match. He had to get subbed out. And so his status is up in the air, but it doesn't look like he's going to play. And that could be a big blow. And having 
um, Cushing go from a four to a three back set has been an, uh, been a little bit of the conflict and a little bit of the adversity that he's had to deal with. It's tough when you don't have a backline you can rely on. Because especially if you're going on counterattacks, which is why Montreal's not going to go, oh, I'm sorry, that's why NYCFC is not going to use the Montreal game plan because if they're going to run a low block, we're going to destroy them on the counterattack. And they don't have defensemen that can keep up with our attack. Let's face it. Now, another thing to keep in mind is that uh, Maxi Morales is also on the injury list, and they could possibly at least not start. I would expect him to be in the 18 at least. But he picked up a knock as well, and, and, and he got subbed off, I think, before the second half against Montreal or during the second half, but regardless, he did not finish that match. And he's on the injury list, and that could be a big blow because he's the emotional leader. He is so important for their attack as well. And Cushing, again, with his tactical flexibility, he's been able to find a new role for Maxi Morales, which is not really too new, but playing him more deeper as like a kind of like a regista and allowing him to roam free. And that's kind of been helping NYCFC out, especially last week when you're running the, when you're going on a bunch of counterattacks, it's a free-flowing style of soccer. And so uh, Maxi Morales is able to roam free. Acovedo has pretty much been their CDM, their main six, and he's been roaming back there and, and being the main assistant as far as the defense goes. And of course, you know, you got the midfield of Kevin O'Toole, who has found some type of resurgence, a MLS draft pick. That's crazy. I don't even know what those are. With Santi Rodriguez, who's been who's kind of relished in his um his bigger role with the club. And of course, Gio Pereira on the other on the other flank. And then Herber, listen. He's got a midfield that can just feed him the ball. It's kind of like Casper Shabilko. And I do think Herber is a better finisher than Casper Shabilko, if I'm being honest. But it, it, it's just being at the right place at the right time, making those right runs, and everything comes to you. It gets fed. It gets fed to you like a baby. When you got all these guys who are able to create not only for others, but for themselves. And so the key to in this matchup is going to be the battle in the midfield. Now, obviously, Alejandro Bedoya on our side is going to be the big injury to watch. Will he play? It does seem like yesterday he had a, 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 a training. His training got more intensified. He's doing a little bit more, and because of thir his Thursday's practice, it seems like he's going to play on Sunday. Now, will he start or will he come off the uh, off the bench? We'll see. I would. He's going to be in the 18. You heard Jim talk about it last weekend. There's no way Ali's going to miss Sunday. The rematch, his last opportunity, he's not going to miss this match. And he's very important for what we do. More so from a leadership standpoint, he's the anchor of this team. It's so big because when you're got when you're playing 45 minutes, you know this isn't basketball. You know you you can't have Jim Curtin calling a uh, a, 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 a a a a you know seven minute timeout and get the guys together and call call a play. No, it doesn't work like that. Your captain's so important because in the midst of this, well, if you're struggling, if you're allowing NYCFC to possess the ball at will at you. That's what Alejandro Bedoya is for. That's where Andre Blake is for, to keep your guys in check. And him playing in this game really would change everything. It would make me feel so much more comfortable going into this match. And if he doesn't play, you're probably more than likely going to roll out the same lineup as last week. But that midfield is going to be extremely important for them to not only communicate, but stand their ground. And I fully believe in these guys. Even Jack McGlynn, who defensively I don't really have the most trust for, but I do trust him in this one because he's had that experience. And he also was in the starting lineup during last year's COVID game. And again, 
it goes back to Bruno Martinez to have another important match. He had a great match against Cincinnati. He really did. I thought defensively he was fantastic, as we we all kind of called for. We really needed him to be to step up in that matter. Luciano Costa wanted to wanted to run away from El Brujo Martinez, put it that way. And we're going to need that again in this matchup. When you have all the creativity in this midfield, it's going to be very important. It's not just going to be on El Brujo, though, but it's going to be on everybody. It's going to be a team effort. You're gonna, I mean, I would expect Flock and 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 McGlynn and, and 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 Martinez to play all on the same line, essentially. And so that leads to the importance of the, the tack. Tack was kind of quiet last week in Cincinnati. And this is again, I would say, possibly an even weaker back line. Now they do have Alexander Collins, who's listen, one was a was a finals for defensive player of the year. That's just one dude. I want to see Gazek Karantanua erupt like they did in the regular season. Now, you're not going to score six goals. This is the playoffs. Right? It's not going to happen. But I want to see kind of that free-flowing soccer come alive again in this one. And I do think it can happen. As long as you take away those midfield players, O'Toole, Rodriguez, Pereira, Morales, I really think that it opens up everything here for the Philadelphia Union. And I really do feel comfortable about it. Um, I saw, uh, true, true. Uh, if you're a fan of football, MLS has a unique selling point in it in how it can look like summer and winter in the same league in the same month. Yeah, dude, that, that's just the crazy part about it. So like a great example, right? A land crossover Sunday night, Eastern conference finals will be played in Philadelphia. It's going to be cold. It's going to be, it's going to be really cold in Chester, Pennsylvania, but earlier in the day, you're going to have LAFC going up against Austin FC. Now, that's going to be 12 o'clock their time, which kind of sucks, by the way. <laughs> a midday Western Conference final. You know, those L.A. cats are going to get hammered drinking their little Mexican beers, which I will be doing as well tomorrow night. But <laughs> it, it, it's just so it is weird. It is weird about it. And that's one thing that people don't consider is that the travel in this league is so, it makes it so much more difficult because it's not like traveling from Burnley to South London, right? It's traveling from. Um, Austin, Texas to Los Angeles, which is what, like a three hour flight. Like that's, you know, that's a Western conference final, you know? So it makes it difficult. Uh, just follow you on Twitter. Hey, thank you so much, brother. I'm, I'm going to give you that follow back, but thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, we, we talk all Philly sports. So Atlanta crossover, we, we obviously will keep talking about the union. If you're interested in some baseball, we're obviously we're world, we're all world series up here in Philadelphia, Eagles, Sixers, Flyers. We talk it all. So thank you so much, man. I really do appreciate that. Um, all right, let's go backstage. Let's get some of you guys on here. And a reminder, the link to come on in the show is in the comment section. I'm putting it back in there. Come on in. Let's hear your predictions. Let's start off with our guy, Don Raynell. Welcome to Union Match Preview. What's happening? Hello there. How you doing, man? Great. Good, man. You excited? Can I tell you something? Yeah, what's up, man? Barcelona's out of the shampoo leaks. Ha, 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 do a little troll job. Who they lose to? Uh, over a good team. Really? Not only Barca, Atletico Madrid's out of the champ wings too. Oh no! I actually am a champ. Oh, lucky guy. Dude, I haven't watched one ounce of Euro soccer this year. It's crazy. Both um, are out. Guess what? Atletico Madrid missed the penalty kick. That's how they got out of the champ leagues. Wow, 
that's wild. Over Leverkusen, lost two nothing. Damn, that's crazy, man. So there's one more match left in the group stage, right? Yes. Okay. Wow, Napoli is destroying the game this year, dude. I've never yes. seen this from Napoli. And Real- Mi Madrid lost their first game in the Champions League. That is crazy. They're right behind, or they're right ahead of Leipzig with those got nine. So Barca's out, and they're going back where they used to play. Not no more shampoo leaks for them. Juve got eliminated too, right now. Yep, I know. Sevilla got eliminated, but that's a tough. That's a tough group though. Uh, I mean Salzburg always gets eliminated. That's always kind of. Marseille got really well. That was a tough group. That's a group of that's not a group of death. No, no, no. That this Bayern Inter Barcelona. That's why they got eliminated. It's a group of death right there. Bayern Inter and Bar- Barcelona didn't do anything though. Four points. Yeesh. Yes. Yes. And you got Victoria Pleasant with zero points. They have a minus seventeen goal differential. They just got yes. absolutely slapped around a couple. Bayern neutered. Kill Barca. Man United are out. <laughs> oh yeah, they're the first one. Okay. Goodbye. They, let's see Atlantic crossover. Who they? Who a group? I didn't see Manu. Did they even qual? They did they qualify? Yeah, because Cristiano Ronaldo saved them. Where are they? Are you sure it's not Europa League guys? Because I see four prem teams. I see Man City, Tottenham. I see oh, Chelsea. And so and Liverpool. Oh man, yeah, man, you did not make it. Man, you're yeah, definitely man. in the Europa League. That's 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 listen, that's 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 pretty funny, man. That Barca is pretty funny. And they both are in the that's why. Yep. Both of them. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna make an attempt to when, so when's round six? When is that start? Uh I don't know when, but I will tell you when. I can look that up right here. So it looks like uh next week, Tuesday is the first game, Porto versus Atlético Madrid. Ooh, I want to watch Liverpool Napoli rematch. Okay, all right. So I got some stuff to watch on Tuesday. It's fun, and it's great because it's a daytime where we don't have really a lot of sports going on today here in nope. the United States. So I watch it right. every time, so that's good. Right now, I get jealous of you every single time we talk, man. You're always on top of all these sports. And I wish I could do that, man. <laughs> but right now, listen, 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 listen. Right now, yeah. all important. Right now, Sunday night, Union NYCFC Eastern Conference Finals. What do you see happening? Do the Union? Punched her ticket to the MLS. Yes. So we put Brujo Martinez. There you go. There you go. Brujo gets a goal? Yes. And we could put our captain back in the game. Yes. He may play. He may play. He probably is going to play. Question is, is he start or not? And that's going to we're going to wait and see. I want him to start in the first half. And then I don't want his injury to get worse. So we'll sit him out in the second half. Okay. I like your game plan. It's not a bad game plan. Okay. All right. Awesome stuff. Right now, let me get a final score before you go. Four nothing. Hey, let's go. Let me get a good dupe right now. There you go. I appreciate you right now. We'll talk soon. All right, brother. Okay. I'll see you tonight for the game one. We're I'll recap. We'll see you. All right, right now. Yep. All right, right now. Okay. Great catching up with you. He's all champions leagued up. He's all duped up. Someone go get some some water. Atlantic crossover. Liverpool aren't good in the Prem, but they always turn up in Europe. Napoli oh, Liverpool a beating, though. You know, I, I still remember 2019. Uh, Napoli beat Liverpool in the group stages in Napoli. And then in Liverpool, Napoli needed to win 
or draw in order to move on to the next round. And Mohamed Salah, I still remember him destroying Mario Rui and getting around him on that right flank and him just crossing in as he always does, gets a goal past David Ospina. I remember that. I still do remember that. But great, great for Napoli. It's great seeing him doing really well. I really don't care to watch Serie A anymore, so it is what it is. But it's a lot of fun. What's up? We got Scotty checking on in. Make sure you guys check out DSM Media. Doing some great stuff. I know Scotty. Scotty's got a great. He's got a busy night. He's got Phillies game one. He's got Sixers versus Raptors. I know. I know Scotty very well, so I know him. He's going to be all in the Sixers. He's going to be on the big screen. I know Phillies going to be on the on the laptop or iPad. But uh, that's why we love you, Scotty. Our bat. Our basketball man. Hey, Atlanta crossover showing some love. All right, guys. Listen, prediction. Let me give some prediction so we can head out of here. So this is going to be epic. First off. It's going to be absolutely epic. We're on the nighttime primetime game. Sunday night football, not football. Football. El fútbol. You know, it's last year, and I, I go back to my feeling and kind of my reactions during all that, that whole process leading up to that match. And obviously, you guys know I wasn't able to attend that match in Chester because I was in North Jersey for the Eagles. But... I remember hearing the rumblings that there's been a COVID outbreak down in the locker room. And I remember thinking to myself, like, there's no way in hell that we're not going to have our players out. Like, there's no way in hell it's going to happen. And then the news comes out that the 11 star, essentially their sole starting lineup almost, or 11-year players caught COVID and they won't be able to play on Sunday. And I remember thinking to myself, like, this cannot happen. Like, how can this possibly happen? It's just like the absolute disbelief that not only my the rest of Philadelphia and even with all that we played an inspired 90 minutes that made me so proud of the team that when we lost it sucked but I felt so proud of these guys and so throughout this offseason it was all about getting back to that point and it's so hard to do two years in a row that is so hard to do their union make went out there. They made the right moves to build this team up better. They fixed the attack. They ran through the Eastern Conference. And now it's this point here, the Eastern Conference final, the final team in the East. And that's NYCFC. And kudos to them. They've had another great run. It's, it's all building up like last season. But it's the playoffs, like we talked about against when we beat Cincinnati. It doesn't matter how you get it done. You get it done. And the Union have a style of soccer that is conducive for this time of year. And everyone's excited about the Phillies, as they should be. Everyone's excited about the Eagles, as they should be. And this whole talk about, you know, yeah, you Union fans, you stopped with the Union stuff. We don't like soccer. It's stupid. Like, all this bullcrap that we keep hearing throughout the week. All it is is just respect. It's the world sport. We are also vying for a championship and trying to bring a parade down broad, too. So for the union, let's bring it. Let's bring the parade down Broad Street. I got the union winning. I think it'll be a 2-1 a victory here for the union. It's going to come to late goal. And honestly, we'd not be surprised if we get extra time. It just feels like that. It's union versus NYCFC. It's this how it is, man. Um, chill. Philly's gonna be the big screen tonight. So, world series. I will have my side eye on the sixers, though. Scotty, listen, 
I think you're one of the best at analyzing the Sixers. I know damn well you're gonna give me a great breakdown of what happened. But I'll I'll be watching too, man. I'll be watching too. Um, you're most definitely on that big street Sunday. Hey, let's go, Scotty. Let's go. Hell yeah, Scotty. Hopefully, I uh, I keep my shirt on, Scotty, for Sunday. Night. <laughs> I might watch that uni game now. Out of dude, thank you so much, Atlantic Crossover. I appreciate that. I'll listen. I'll be in the River's End. So one thirty nine. You'll see me. I don't know exactly what I'm gonna wear yet, but I'll be warm. That's that's for sure. Uh, but definitely keep an eye on it. Guys, that's going to do it for today's uni match preview. Thank you so much for watching the special edition Eastern Conference Finals, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you guys hit the like button. Subscribe for more Philly sports. Until next time, I go by the name of El Parcero Philly. It's on you guys to do ball. Let's go to the MLS Cup. <laughs>